Hello everyone. Hi. Hope you are doing well today. Hope your day is going um, good so far. So in today's episode, I will be speaking about obedience and why it is important to obey the Lord. And also that when it says obedience is better than sacrifice in the scriptures. But before I get into this podcasting, I just want to say a prayer. So Heavenly Father, as I come before you today, Lord, I just want to thank you for these listeners. Father God, I pray that when they are getting the prompting, the urge, you know, Father God, that they will be obedient and answer your call, knowing that when they are obedient to you, oh Father God, you will also be faithful to them. So Lord, I thank you and I ask you, oh Lord, that you will continue to direct their steps in Jesus' mighty name, I pray. So, as children of God, you know, we are called to be obedient to him. It doesn't matter what it is, we are supposed to be obedient to the Lord himself, irrespective of what the cost may be to us. Now, when we look at our lives, if we are being honest, <clears throat> pardon me, if say God calls us to do something, the first thing we're going to do is to analyze it and say basic, basically how is it going to benefit me or what is going to happen if this happens to me. So what I'm going to do, I'm just going to go through the scriptures with you guys today and I've picked out two prominent um, persons in the Bible. I'm sure there are more, there are a few more, but I'm, I've picked out two that I will be speaking about. And the first one is Abraham. And then the second one is Saul. Saul who was obedient to the Lord. And then, not sorry, Abraham, my apologies, who was obedient to the Lord and Saul who was disobedient to the Lord. So the first one is taken from Genesis chapter 12 and it is the call of Abraham. And it says here, the Lord had said to Abraham, leave your native country, your relatives and your father's family and go to the land that I will show you. I will make you into a great nation. I will bless you and make you famous and you will be a blessing to others. I will bless those who bless you and I will curse those who treat you with contempt. All the families on earth will be blessed through you. So Abram departed as the Lord had instructed and Lot went with him. Abram was 75 years old when he left Haran. He took his wife, Sari, his nephew Lot, and all his wealth, his livestock, and all the people he had taken into his household at Haran and headed for the land of Canaan. When they arrived in Canaan, Abram traveled through the land as far as, uh, sorry, as far as Seshem. So if you want, you can go through and read it. But basically, I mean, the Lord said to Abraham, leave this land and go to the land where I will show you. We notice here, did Abraham put up a fight or I wouldn't say a fight, but did Abraham resist it? No, he didn't. He, he just obeyed. He just obeyed. The Lord said, go to a land that I will show you. He didn't say to him, well, go up to the street or go around the corner. He said, go to a land where I will show you. 
God didn't tell him where it was going to be. He will show him along the way. Now, when we look at this, when we say, you know, when God is saying to us, listen, I want you to do this, be obedient. Or if God is saying to you, leave your job and go and do this. The first thing a lot of us are going to say is, if we're being honest, how am I going to pay my bills? How am I going to send my kids to school? How am I going to pay my mortgage? How am I going to pay my rent? That's the first thing. But then if we trust God when he tells us to go and do something, whilst we may have a little bit of a discomfort in the first part of it, you know, he wants to see how obedient we are. And look at Abraham, or Abram as he was called then before God changed his name. He said, I will bless you. I will make you a great nation and I will make you famous and you will be a blessing to others. He also said that he will curse those who curse Abraham. Isn't that not wonderful? So when we are obedient to the Lord, the Lord will personally take care of us. Now, when we read this and compare it to Saul, who was disobedient, and that's taken from 1 Samuel 15, and I'll read from verse 7 to 23. It may be a bit long, but I just want you guys to get a gist of it. If those of you are listening who have not um, read this before, then Saul slaughtered the Amalekites from, is it, Avila and all the way to Shur, east of Egypt. He captured Agag, the Amalekite king, but completely destroyed everyone else. Saul and his men spared Agag's life and kept the best of the sheep and goats, the cattle, the fat calves and the lambs, everything in fact that appealed to them. They destroyed only what was worthless or of poor quality. The Lord rejects Saul. Then the Lord said to Samuel, I am sorry that I have ever made Saul king, for he has not been loyal to me and has refused to obey my command. Samuel was so deeply moved when he heard this that he cried out to the Lord all night. Early the next morning, Samuel went to find Saul. Someone told him, Saul went to the town of Carmel to set up a monument to himself. Then he went up to Gilgal. Then Samuel, when Samuel sorry, finally found him, Saul greeted him cheerfully. May the Lord bless you, he said. I have carried out the Lord's command. Then what is all the bleating of sheep and goats and the lowing of cattle I hear, Samuel demanded. It's true that the army spared the best of the sheep, goats, and cattle, Saul admitted, but they are going to sacrifice them to the Lord, your God. We have destroyed everything else. Then Saul, sorry, then Samuel said to Saul, Stop, listen to what the Lord told me last night. What did he tell you? Saul asked. And Samuel told him, although you may have little, sorry, although you may think little of yourself, are you not the leader of the tribes of Israel? 
the Lord has anointed you king of Israel and the Lord sent you on a mission and told you go and completely destroy the sinners the Amalekites until they are all dead why haven't you obeyed the Lord why did you rush for the plunder and what was evil in the Lord's sight but I did obey the Lord, Saul insisted. I carried out the mission he gave me. I brought back King Agag, but I destroyed everyone else. Then my troops brought in the best of the sheep, goats, cattle, and plunder to sacrifice to the Lord, your God, in Gilgal. But Samuel replied, What is more pleasing to the Lord, your burnt offerings and sacrifices or your obedience to his voice? Listen, obedience is better than sacrifice and submission is better than offering the fat of rams. Rebellion is as sinful as witchcraft and stubbornness as bad as worshiping idols. So because you have rejected the command of the Lord, he has rejected you as king. Now, when we compare the two between Abraham or Abram, sorry, and Saul, Abram, because of his obedience, received blessings where Saul was rejected. But if you realize here in the scripture, Saul said to Samuel, your God, but they are going to sacrifice them to the Lord, your God. And he also said it a second time where he said, um, in I think it's in verse 21, where it says, Then my troops brought in the best of the sheep, goats, cattle, and plunder to sacrifice to the Lord your God. So was Saul then saying to Samuel, Well, is your God and not my God? I don't know. I'm just picking up on that one, to be quite honest. But when we see here, Saul seems a bit proud. And it says here he has gone to basically set up a monument to himself, like a memorial to himself. Did God tell him to do all of that? What did God tell him to do? Kill all the sinners, even the king. Did God tell him to bring back any fats of goats or sheep and cattle? No, he didn't. But then he chose to do it. And that is what it is. There are times when God gives us an instruction and instead of being obedient, we often choose to do what it is we want to do or we would go and take the advice from someone else instead of listening and being obedient to what God has told us to do. You know, if I'm being honest, to be quite honest, I've done it a few times, you know, you know what God has told you to do, but instead of being obedient to, to him, you know, I've often said, oh, that seems a bit silly or something like that. But what we, re what we fail to forget is that Obedience to the Lord is very, very important. And it says it here in the scripture that obedience is better than sacrifice. Rebellion is as sinful as witchcraft and stubbornness as bad as worshiping idols. So what it is I am saying here to you um, guys today, you know, when God says something to us, it doesn't matter. Even if we do not understand it, even if we are perplexed by his instructions, when we know what the Lord has said, yeah, 
we need to be obedient to him, irrespective of what others may think. Sorry if you may hear me turning something in the background, but irrespective of what others, you know, may think. You know, we may not, as I said, we may not understand, but what it is we need to do, we need to trust the process. Why? Because he is the Alpha and the Omega. He's the beginning and the end. He knows what's going to come. We don't know what is around the corner. No, we don't. But he knows what's around the corner. He knows what the will is that he has for our lives. And all he wants us to do is to just trust him. You know, as I said before, you know, many of you, God may have been laying on your heart to go into full-time ministry. And the first question you may ask is, how am I going to pay my bills? I have a mortgage, I have this, I have that, I have that. But God said, leave it to me. All things are possible if you only believe. You know, we start, as I said, we start thinking about the lifestyle and what it is we have created for ourselves and how it is we may have to strip back on certain things because we won't be able to maintain or upkeep that lifestyle. But the thing is this, regardless of not knowing or understanding, the Lord is requiring total obedience. He's requiring for us to come out of our comfort zones, knowing that he knows the plans he has for us. You know, and I'll give myself as, um, I'll give you a testimony. I went to law school here in the United Kingdom. I went and did my law degree and I was successful at it. And after law school, I'm like, okay, what next? So my husband and I, we said, okay, let us go and do the bar. Because here in the UK, you can either do the bar, which is to become a barrister, or you can be do the solicitor's route. So we chose to do the bar, because the bar is, you know, you have the barristers, they go into court, etc. So I'm like, okay, but was that what God wanted for my life? Looking back at it, I don't think so. So anyway, moving on before I start to digress, I went and did the, the bar course. It was very heavy, very, very heavy and intense. And it included a lot of studying. And in all honesty, I did the best that I could. I did my classwork, I did everything. I, you know, sit my, I was passing my test, etc., passing the in-class exercises. When I sat some of my exams, I passed my exams. But there is a rule that if you sat, sit an exam, for example, say three times or the amount of chances that they give you to sit the exam, after the third opportunity, it doesn't matter how many exams you have passed. And even if that is the last one, if you have failed it on the final opportunity, that's it, you're off the course. And I sat my civil exam and I had three opportunities and I failed all three opportunities. Did I cry? Of course I cried. I bawled and I, I just let it out. So I regrouped and I prayed, you know, and I asked, I sought counsel from the Lord and I felt at peace saying, okay, then this is what he wants, you know? So I went to do another course still in the legal, um, the legal profession. So after I finished my exam now, I'm like, yeah, I'm definitely going to 
could go and pass this because I've sat civil before, so I know exactly what I'm doing. And then I said, Lord, have I done enough to pass this exam? And I'll tell you, you know what the Holy Spirit said to me? Education does not define who you are in Christ Jesus. And that is so true. A lot of us, we place so much emphasis on our education. But what we don't realize is that God himself can educate us and give us wisdom beyond even our teachers. So moving on, when I got my results now, I failed. <laughs> I actually failed that exam and I cried. I was so upset. I'm like, oh my goodness me. And I said, Father, I came to you and I sought your advice and I prayed about it. And I was sure, I was so, so sure that this is what you wanted me to do. And I don't understand and etc, etc. And I heard so clearly, I know the plans I have for you. And that is taken from Jeremiah 29 verse 11. And it's one of my favorite scriptures in the Bible where the Lord says he knows the plans he has for us. So what am I trying to say is that there are times when God has laid something on our heart, but because we are so made up in our mind to do what we want to do, we end up being disobedient to him. Instead of doing what he wants us to do, we end up going off the path. So when he told me that, Jeremiah 29, I said, okay, Father, you know, um, that's it. What you, what your will is, that's it. Let it be done. And that's it, isn't it? At the end of the day, it is what God wants for us to do. God wants us to do his will and not our will. Because as it says here, rebellion is as sinful as witchcraft and stubbornness as bad as worshipping idols. So what is it I'm saying to you guys is that let us be obedient to the Lord. It doesn't matter what it is. And I'll give you, I'll say, I remember someone gave a testimony and I'll share it with you. You know where it says this gentleman said that um, the Lord told him to go into a petrol station and jump with his hands in his ears and shout something. I can't remember. And he was like, Lord, that's going to make me look silly. <laughs> Why am I going to be doing that? And he said, you know what? I'm just going to be obedient regardless of what. So he went into the back of the petrol, into the gas station, you know, in that area where you can purchase food, etc. And he went in and he jumped up and he said, probably, I think he was, he was supposed to clock or clock like a duck or something like that. And he jumped up and go, clock, clock, something. <laughs> Sorry, he went up and did that. And he said, when he went to the till, the cashier, he saw the cashier in tears. And he was wondering, what's wrong with this person? And then he said, you know, what's wrong with you? And the cashier said to him, I was actually gonna commit suicide. And I said, Jesus, if you are real, let someone come inside and do. And it was the exact thing the gentleman did when the Lord told him to go inside 
the petrol station and do that. Although it seems silly to him, someone's life, someone's soul was saved from eternal separation. So what am I saying? It doesn't matter if we do not understand what God is saying or it doesn't matter if it seems silly or people may be like, um, nah, I don't think that is God. It, it doesn't matter. As the Bible says, you know, the Lord says, our ways and his ways are two different. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts and his ways are higher than our ways. So when we can't fathom with our human mind, you know, let God be God. And I'm just going to read something here. And it's by Smith Wigglesworth. Um, I think it is, I can't remember the name of the book. It, it says here, if God speaks, it will be as he says. What you need to know, the mind of God and the word of God. You will be so free, you will never find a frown on your face, nor a tear in your eye of unbelief. Again, the more you know of the mightiness of the revelation of God, the more everything in the way of your fearfulness pass away. To know God is to be in the place of triumph. To know God is to be in the place of rest. To know God is to be in the place of absolute victory. Sometimes to obey in blindness brings the victory. Sometimes when perplexities arise in your mind, obedience means God working out the problem. And that is it. And as I had said to you with the gentleman who went in, he obeyed blindly. And what happened? The gentleman was saved. His soul was saved from eternal separation from the Lord himself. So what am I saying to you? Obey the voice of God. It doesn't matter what people say. It doesn't matter how they may laugh at you. It doesn't matter because obedience is better than sacrifice. And all I can say is walk and in obey, that's it, just obey the Lord. Because when we obey, he will do the rest. He will do the rest when we are obedient to him. And I'm just going to close now. And I say, may the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. And may the countenance of the Lord forever rest upon you and give you peace. And I say, shalom, shalom, shalom. And remember, obedience is better than sacrifice. And God bless you all. Thank you. Bye.